the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Merry Christmas. It's a blessing to be here on this day. Um, you ever had the experience of being so tired from travel that you do not really enjoy your destination that day that you get there? You need to rest a little bit. You know, you, you wake up and you, you get up early, you have to go to O'Hare or Midway, and you have to fly, and then you get your rental car, and then you finally get to the hotel, and yes, you have something scheduled that day, maybe a little tour or dinner or some of this, and then you're tired. It's not until the next day when you're a little bit rested, you can enjoy the place, or maybe travel to see family, and then you get to, um, by the time you get there, yes, you're supposed to be all smiling and everything like this, but you're just tired. And after a night's sleep, then you can enjoy being around your, your family again. Um, it's a little bit like Christmas. You know, if you think about it, Christmas Eve day and then uh, and Christmas Day are full of so many activities. It's oftentimes very hard to, to have the proper focus on the incarnation of our Lord. Um, there's so much preparation, family get-togethers, food preparation, present wrapping, um, you, know, you know, seeing family. That, that the wonder and the joy that Christ is born for us is sometimes, gets a little bit lost in that. So we, we have this wonderful thing called the season of Christmas. It's 12 days long. You know, I, uh, um, um, I kind of surprised the, the, the bagger at Jewel the other day. I said, uh, Merry Christmas. It's the fifth day of Christmas. And he kind of he asked the cashier, when does Christmas start when the 12 days start? He, did, he didn't understand that it started the 25th and goes on, as opposed to, you know, something like the Hallmark Channel. Well, no, no, they play Christmas movies all the time, excuse me. So, um, so, so we are here today. And actually, this is the eighth day of Christmas, so this is actually a separate feast day in the church. For Jesus was circumcised on this day, and he's actually given the name of Jesus. And so this day is a wonderful day for us to understand fully what Christmas is all about without all the hustle and the bustle. The truth of the matter is that in the mind of Joseph and Mary, as well as faithful Jews at the time of Jesus' birth, they would have intimately connected the birth of their male child with his circumcision and being given his name. There would have been no thought, well, you know, uh, what day was he circumcised and given the name? You know, that, that, that wouldn't have been a thought. For a Jew, the time of Jesus, the birthday and the circumcision would have been all tied together. In fact, if you read carefully the Gospel of Luke, Luke chapter 2, you're supposed to connect the actual day of his birth, the day of his circumcision, and the presentation in the temple at 40 days as like this continuous event. And then there's a slight minor break before we see him at the temple in, um, at, at 12 years old. The angels proclaimed to the shepherds, for unto you is born this day in the city of David, a savior who is Christ the Lord. God had promised the Christ for thousands of years, and for a thousand years he had promised that the coming Christ would be in the line of David and that this coming Christ would be a king even more important than King David was. God is a God who graciously makes a covenant with his people. In his covenant with David, he promised the Christ would descend from David and would rule as an eternal king. However, the covenant of David 
is only possible because of God's covenant with Abraham. Through Abraham, God would make a people. God promised a land and God promised that he would send the Christ from the line of Abraham. And the sign of God's covenant with Abraham was circumcision. Jesus was circumcised according to the covenant given to Abraham in Genesis. Jesus had to be a faithful Israelite to be the true Christ promised to Israel. On the eighth day, then, he was circumcised. His circumcision indicates that he indeed is part of the people of Israel. In fact, Jesus is the truly faithful Israelite. He is Israel wrapped up in one, fulfilling all the Old Testament prophecies and institutions that anticipated the coming Christ. His circumcision indicates that Jesus is true man as well as true God as only a truly male baby would be circumcised. This baby born of Mary is true man. We know the angels tell us that he is true God. This baby born in the city of David is the true Christ, and he indeed is the savior. At his circumcision, Joseph and Mary would have given the little baby his name. Although they might have called Jesus, Jesus, you know, um, you know from, from Christmas Day on, you know, parents do this, but now he is truly Jesus as he is officially given his name. On the eighth day, he is named Jesus. The angel Gabriel had told Mary to name him Jesus. And in the Gospel of Matthew, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph and told Joseph, you will name him Jesus. And then the angel tells why this name is given, because he will save his people from their sins. The name Jesus comes from a Hebrew word, which means to save. And so the name Jesus is Savior. Never has been a name more appropriate. Never has been a name more important. You and I have grown up with the name of Jesus. We've always called him Jesus. However, familiarity with the name Jesus should not diminish our awe and our joy at his name. First, remember that his name means Savior because he will save his people from their sins. To really know the name Jesus is to know the depth of your sin. It is easy to say one is a sinner, but it's truly hard to acknowledge that your sin is great enough to damn you to hell forever. It's much easier to compare yourself to others who've done really, really bad things, much worse than you have done. They might deserve hell, but it's much harder to look at yourself and to say, my sin would condemn me to hell. It's so hard to know that your, uh, your sin offends God that much and that you indeed deserve his temporal and eternal punishment. But that is the truth, and without knowing that truth, you do not know the name Jesus in all its fullness. Jesus is the Savior. This baby Jesus, eight days old, will grow up and take his ministry of being the Savior. He will remain the perfect Israelite, and he'll offer up himself as the perfect sacrifice for sins on the cross. 
Jesus dies on the cross for sinners. Jesus does save as his death does atone for sins. Jesus does rise from the dead so that you too would be saved from death. And because Jesus rose, so you too will rise from the dead forever. The name Jesus is given to a little Jewish boy in a little town of Bethlehem in a little corner of the Roman Empire. So few people knew of his birth. So few people knew how special this child would be when he was given the name Jesus on that eighth day. But that's not the case anymore. You know who this Jesus is. He is indeed true man with the name Jesus. He is true man and true God. And as true God and true man, he saves you from sin, death, and hell. His name is now precious. In our usage, we use the name Jesus a lot. We have the common table prayer. Come, Lord Jesus, be our guest. But think about that. You're praying to a man. You're praying to someone born of a woman. You're praying to someone who actually received his name at eight days old. You're praying to a man. You're praying to God. You're praying to Jesus because he is true God and true man. You can't have two Jesuses, one that's all God and a separate person that's all man. No, Jesus is our incarnate Lord. To fully understand the union of God and man in Christ Jesus is beyond our comprehension. To understand Jesus as God and man is also our joy, and our truth. The name of Jesus is precious. We are his, and we know that we will see him as Lord one day. In Philippians 2, Paul tells us that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. On the last day, you, I, all the faithful will praise the name of Jesus forever. And Jesus will welcome us into his new Jerusalem. And we will be with Jesus in his glory forever and ever. However, those who are not faithful to him will indeed acknowledge him as Lord. But they'll also know that Jesus, this one named Jesus on the eighth day, is their judge. No one's going to be able to ignore the name of Jesus on that last day. We rejoice in the name of Jesus. Indeed, we are baptized into his name. We have his name put upon us in baptism as we are baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. We, the baptized, know Jesus as Savior. And so this is a joyous day. It's January 1st. It's a new year. It's always a new day in Jesus. Yes, we celebrate our Lord's birth on the 25th. And today, eight days later, we celebrate his circumcision and him being given the name of Jesus. And you can rest and relax in that name today because he was born to save and he's born for our joy. We do not ignore the name of Jesus. We use the name of Jesus. We call on the name of Jesus as our Savior. We call on his name as our Lord. 
We call on his name for help in time of need. We call on his name to praise him. We call on his name to thank him for all that he is and all that he has done and all that he will do for us. Precious is the name of Jesus. Precious is our Savior. The name of Jesus. Amen.